0: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number one of Three Putt Par, uh, a podcast that's going to be hopefully a little bit different to other golf podcasts out there. Because let's be honest, if it isn't, no one's going to listen to it because there are so many out there to listen to. Um, three Putt Par, what's it going to be? So Three Putt Par. If anyone's ever played golf, you, you you're either driven the green on a par four, uh, or you are uh, have on in on in two on a par five, and from there you've three putted for a par um why does that relate to this this is going to be probably a gambling uh focused podcast not certainly not wholly and solely but um i feel like that describes golf gambling perfectly at some point you felt like wow i'm a chance here for a really big result i'm on the green in two um but you just walk off deflated with a with a par and and that's a little bit like golf gambling at some point over the weekend you're definitely going to feel like you're going to be worth millions but most weekends, you just don't, because that's the way golf gambling works. Without sort of deflating anyone early, don't feel too bad. Hopefully, we will find some winners over, over the time. Um, before I start, I do want to say, um, for any of you that have listened uh, or know who I am and have listened to um, me speak on the My Love Golf podcast, I just want to give a shout out and a thank you to Ross and uh, Rocket as well, obviously, uh, for the couple of years I did with the boys there. I really enjoyed my time there. And There's certainly no ill feeling um, at all. It's just time for me to do something a little bit different. Um, And anyone that's listened also knows that now I can speak freely about um, my um, thoughts on Peninsula Kingswood and uh, them ever getting a President's Cup um, offer. And we know for anyone that's listening knows that's a joke. So everyone cheer up. Um, So, yeah, what we're going to do, what's the podcast going to be about? It's going to be a really light touch on the week in golf. It's going to be a talk about what's happened last week, what's happened this week. We are going to talk about gambling. We are going to talk about bets that we like. We're going to talk about um, liens that we have, any inside information we might have on certain events. We're not going to sort of just stick to the PGA Tour. We will talk about Australian Tour. We are based in Melbourne. Uh, we will be talking about live if there's something there um, that we will talk about the European Tour. There'll be no holes barred with the Women's Tour definitely, um, but we we certainly won't be strictly talking about gambling. So if you don't if you aren't super stressed about gambling keep listening because i don't feel like it's going to be a strict strictly gambling podcast so don't be too stressed there and what we will have every week for at least a little while is we're going to have a different co-host each week so each week i'll have someone differently in um, and a little bit later in the show you'll realize why and so the first person i have this to uh, be my co-host this week is chihan chihan welcome hello michael good evening and
1: good morning and good afternoon
0: yeah that's it we don't know where where the people are that are listening I called you Chee but can I call you Cheese? Because that's that's your nickname. That's what people know you by.
1: You can, Mike. Yes, I've had that uh, basically all my life. So if you call me Cheese, it's perfectly fine.
0: Anyone we've ever played golf with or know would know you as Cheese. We'd say that that, that's what we're going to run with from now. Um, So Cheese, firstly, probably get everyone to know a little bit about you. Give us a little bit of a rundown on on who you are and um, yeah, how you um, fit in with the world of golf.
1: Thanks Michael. Uh, who am I? Probably, I am a middle-aged man now, which is <laughs> strange. because I still see myself as a little boy. Uh, no, a 38 year old man, two little girls, wife, living in Melbourne, uh, working your normal sort of nine to five-ish job. Uh, uh, what do I love? I love golf, which is why you brought me on here. Uh, Would like you, say that sports,
0: you, really? you do love all sports. You're partial to NFL, definitely, and NBA. I've noticed yes. you watching a lot of that. It does sound like a little bit of an interview and answer these questions and calling me Michael as well. Um, but when it comes to <laughs> golf, you're not only partial to uh, watching golf, play, playing golf, and in particular, playing competition golf.
1: I love comp golf, yes. I've tried many a time to get you into it, and I think I've succeeded <laughs> in the last 18 months for you to have the same love and passion for competition golf as you do just playing nine holes, because it's just not the same.
0: No, that's true. I do like playing nine holes. I, I am partial to especially a evening, twilight, summertime, nine holes speak, hanging off my bag. But, uh, yeah, when I play golf with you, the first question doesn't come through as golf question mark. It normally comes through as comp question mark because you really just want to go and hand in a card, which is good because it, it keeps me honest and keeps my handicap up to date, which is, you know, what it's all about. Yes. Um, no, I and, and betting on golf. So I, I know later on we're going to have a segment which is a little bit different, but you do partake in the odd bet on the golf each week?
1: Uh, every now and then. I probably slowed up recently.
0: Uh, Too many winners? You just had enough? You just, did the, the bank manager was asking where all this money's coming from or tax man?
1: <laughs> no, I wish that was the case. I wish that was the case. Probably the opposite. He, uh, so I haven't been betting, but I've still been submitting my tips. Uh, yes. And, you know, as as it always goes, you, you don't bet and then you pick a few winners and you win. Yep. And you win. And it's like, oh, I didn't back it. And then when you All do back the it, they don't
0: come through. There's one thing so, certain in golf. It's that when you zig quite often, the golfing gods or the betting gods sag. <laughs> that's just the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you are partial to watching a bit of golf. I know that we're, we're probably opposites. I feel like you're you're certainly the night owl. You'll be watching a lot more European tour and talking about players that I've not quite heard of yet. And I'll be uh, up at the crack of dawn watching the PGA tour more
1: more so than anything. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, yes. Although the European Tour, I feel like it's dropped off in the last couple of years. It's not the yep. same excitement, maybe players, yep. tournaments as it was. So I don't know if this merger with the American Tour has got anything to do with it. But yeah, mm-hmm. n- probably not as much as I used to.
0: No, I'm def- look, absolutely. Uh, there's certainly been more people you would think playing in the States as their preference instead of the US, uh, instead of um, yep. Europe. And yeah, definitely. There's been a uh, since COVID in particular a lot of money come out of the tour, and yeah, a lot of people just not playing as much, which is which is sad because there's so many big events there that you know like this week you love to watch, at like the Scottish Open.
1: Yeah, no, I hear, and you know the the other obviously band that's come in is Live, so they've obviously taken away a few of the players as well. So that's yep. probably been a deterrent. Yeah, definitely. I think well, the live guys will tell you
0: that they're pretty happy to keep playing there as well as play at live. but obviously that wasn't going to work out. But yeah, I think names like Poulter, Westwood, um, th- those guys have have uh, held the uh, Stenson, you know, they've held up that P- uh, the European Tour for a long time. And I think, you know, they get people walking through the gates, especially in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to this week, it was a big week. Um, first one we're going to have, first event we're going to have a quick chat about is... Uh, Scottish Open. So, you watched a bit of that. I remember, well, I won't say I remember you texting me. You were texting me constantly, in particular through the final <laughs> round. Did you, what did you take out of it?
1: Uh, it was a good tournament. It was a good tournament. I enjoyed watching it. The, it wasn't as fierce as the Lynx course in uh, Great Britain could be. So, it did have a bit of teeth come the last couple of days, but they moved those tee times forward, didn't they? So They did. Uh, I did hear some theories that. They they want to move it forward so it didn't get all the big guys upset about how crap the conditions were and how bad it would impact their game so they could look forward to the British next week but I think the winds were still quite strong
0: they were yeah I think uh, final round they yeah they pulled the tee times forward I mean rough rough I would just say let's let's just say they were going to start teeing off at 11 a.m. they probably started teeing off at six or seven o'clock in the morning. Um, which was trying to beat the worst of the breeze, but it was certainly up early. I mean, I think every man in, and his and his dog saw the video of Minwoo Lee hitting a, a pitching wedge from 210 metres um, pin high. So yeah, the, the wind was certainly up. Um, there's no doubt about that. And I think that, I think that, yeah, they were definitely trying to make sure that no one gets angry, as they do for the um the snowflake uh, players that sort of get upset about everything. But they also wanted to make sure they finished. I mean, if that if that really got out of control, no one wanted to be hanging hanging around with the with the week of a major the week after. Um, and yeah, I think look at the end of the day, they they probably did the right thing. Um, it was good to see them finish. The greens were still really really quick. I mean, there was one point there I was watching. Scheffler was trying to place his ball on the green and was barely getting it to stand still. So, um, you can imagine when you pay i mean when it's you and i playing at uh, sandy links and the ball's not quite sitting on the green that's one thing but when these guys are putting for you know three hundred thousand dollars us it's a bit of a they're a little bit more serious than we are even though we are playing comp as you always make sure um it is something that they want to make sure they're getting the best out of their putting
1: yeah no uh- i agree. the uh but that was very enjoyable to watch still because you had a lot of big names up the top. Rory obviously winning, but Scheffler yep. was hanging around. Tommy yes. Fleetwood was trying to get his first win. Your for boy, a while. your boy Tommy.
0: Yes, you're, you're very, you're pick. very, you're very, yeah, you're very confident on Tommy. Even, even yes. when I went to bed before the round finished, I said to you, I'm going to bed. Th- Tommy's yeah, not winning. No,
1: <laughs> you were right, but you also did say Scheffler's going to win. I thought Scheffler was so going to I right? did think
0: Scheffler was going to win. Yeah, that's correct. Well, Tommy did finish behind Scotty though. So, yeah, that no, he, did. Um, he did. And uh, the Rory finish was was amazing. So, obviously, uh, Bobby Mack got into the clubhouse. It would have been a fairy tale for all the Scots. I don't think a Scot has won the Scottish Open in a, quite a long time. So, Bobby Mack winning would have been enormous. Um, absolutely fire down the stretch. Uh, I think it was like a three wood or some sort of like five wood out of the rough to like onto the green and drilled apart just. Absolutely, looked like he had just about tears in his eyes on the final hole when he birdied the last. Um I think he thought he would won it. Did, did were you still were you still awake then? Were you still going?
1: No, I drifted off to sleep on the couch watching it with probably around four or five holes to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lefty, he was dominating. He was hitting yep. some awesome shots. He was down the stretch. He was. Um. Yeah, when you're
0: shooting 64 in the final round of your home open, um, yeah, you, you gotta be excited, especially when the only, you know, you're in the clubhouse at 14, I think he was. And then yeah, Lee Merth was at was at 10. So you know you know there's a good chance. Um you can uh you can probably not get caught. And then uh yeah, Rory jumps up and goes bang bang and uh yeah, gets his gets his birdie birdie finish and, and takes the chocolates.
1: Yeah, and I think a few of the guys wanted uh, McIntyre to win. It sounds like he's a, a, a top bloke from some of the Twitter feeds I've been seeing. Uh, and I did see footage of him. He was on the range practicing just in yep. case he got into the playoff and some bloke came up to him and said, yeah, it's all over. It's, all over. Asked, it's all over. Yeah. It's all over and over. He made the putt. He made the putt. So right, well, not much I can do about that. No, so, and he, uh, he, he, you
0: know, honestly, he sort of said, well, you know, what can you do? Um. There's not much you can do. Rory's made the putt. What what else can we do? Yep. Which was fair enough. Um the next tournament, um, sorry, a couple sorry, before I move on to the next tournament for the week. Um, the one thing I did find very, very funny was uh Rory when he walked off. Rory when he walked off went to see as as everyone who wins an event does, goes and sees his wife and his daughter, his beautiful daughter Poppy there. And Poppy had had just woken up from her nap. Uh, she wasn't very happy, um, as a lot of children are when they wake up from a nap. And uh, she only wanted one thing. Did you see what it was? Uh, I heard that she wanted Tommy. <laughs> she wanted a hug from Tommy Fleetwood.
1: <laughs> a little bit like anyone <laughs> who bet on Tommy this week. I just wanted a hug. Um, it's yeah, probably because it was... she saw him in that cozy vest of his and thought, oh, that had sunk me up during this cold, cold breeze. <laughs> it was, um,
0: It was very, very, very funny. Uh, it was it was like one of those ones where I was like, God, they uh, they really just they couldn't have put the camera on at the more perfect time, uh. But no, no, it was, she she didn't get a hug, and I think I think even Rory said something to her like, Yeah, who who doesn't want a uh, hug from Tommy? So that was pretty funny. Um
1: yeah, I reckon you look kind of pissed off, to be honest. Rory, but, bit yeah. flat. No. Yeah, a little bit Good
0: flat. So you're my daughter. <laughs> you're my daughter. He should be wanting to give me a hug, and not not him.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Who knows? Um You didn't see now. I know this wasn't on the run sheets, but you didn't see Tyrell Hatton, did you? Because you were no, the wrong channel.
0: no, I didn't. I was I was watching the wrong channel because with the coverage starting early, they had the coverage on a different channel to normal, <laughs> so which would have been the feature group. So I was watching that channel, and you even messaged me and said, "Oh, I can't believe they're showing these." peanuts on this well, other
1: Why are they showing use loop yeah use yeah, loop use and 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 minwoo
0: yeah and I was watching minwoo thinking you they the channel a lot of minwoo this is great and, you know justin thomas and they're not really in the mix but these guys are all good to watch um that's what you get from the elevated events and then I was like oh there you go and then 20 minutes later I'm like oh no I'm on the wrong channel but yes um your boy cyril
1: I've never seen him so angry. He's generally angry, but I've never seen him so angry constantly at every single putting green. And there was one where he missed the putt. He hit it into the jaws, maybe a foot short, and you could see him saying, F you, pointing to the green, <laughs> saying, F
0: you. Yeah, he's he's 100% mad. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's just not quite right. But that's okay. Um, there's something it in matter. it. I, th- I think it drives him a little bit. I think he probably needs to figure out a different way to do it because if I'm watching him this week at the Open, I'm and he starts doing that, I'll put a pen through him straight away. He's not going to win. But I, I know that sometimes I can fire him up and turn him, you know, turn the key for him. But I feel like he's got to find a different trigger because it's just, yeah, for me, it just no. shows soft, soft mentally. No, I hear,
1: you. and he you, from. Again, my perspective, just purely mine, you could sense he was getting to the point where he was going over the edge and getting too angry and kind of losing a bit of control. Because it's yeah. one thing getting fiery and like, all right, I want to do better, but you're just getting yep. mad.
0: Yep. Real mad. That's true. Uh, the other event this week was the Barbasol. So I don't know how much you watched of the Barbasol. I did catch a little bit here and there, being it's a, an early morning event. Vincent Norman was your winner. He won in a playoff over Nathan Kimsey. Kimsey, uh, it was, yeah, I think it was another. From as an Australian, it was uh, it was nearly another Norman choke down the stretch. It was pretty. Uh, <laughs> the 18th hole was was quite quite concerning. Uh, he went into the final hole with a one-shot lead. Um, he only needed a par on the 400-yard par four um, that most people were getting pretty close to, two-putt paring pretty comfortably. Um, he put his first tee ball off into the left rough. Um I think his second one came up to the right. Or, he nearly chipped onto the green and nearly put it into the water and then chipped up to about, felt looked like about six or eight feet. So he had no guarantee he was going to make his bogey putt. It absolutely oh. fell in the corner, like you've never seen. a Like someone put up a still shot of it on 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 Twitter and said, "How did that drop?" Like it was no Like it didn't look like it was going to go in the hole. Just drops, makes it into the playoff. Uh, he's a he's a good ball down the middle. Uh, his competitor Kimsey hit it into the rough on the right. Uh, Kimsey couldn't get his par done, so Norman with a tap in from about a foot and a half got it done, which is. You know, good for him. Um, he has been plugging around a little bit. This is a uh, co-sanctioned event with the European Tour, so uh, Vincent Norman, I'm pretty sure, plays in the states more than anything, and and Kimsey plays out mm-hmm. of um, out of Europe. So it was a really good mix. Um, a lot of a lot of people there that were probably just trying to get a card, while the uh, probably the top tier players were over in Scotland. Is the best way to describe it.
1: Yep. No, I didn't. Uh, I watched probably more of round one, round two. Didn't see much of the finish. I did check the scorecard and saw. Vincent bogey the last it sounds like it was a fairly adventurous bogey from what you just mentioned there who yeah. was was Kimsey or in the clubhouse when Norman's putting or was Norman in the clubhouse first and then Kimsey uh,
0: finished? no 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 Kimsey was in the clubhouse so yeah um what? Norman had to make the putt uh to to, to uh to um to to make the playoff and yeah it was it was a yeah I I I'd Sort of ask everyone that's curious to see what it looks like to watch a bloke trying to win his first event from eight feet downhill um, putting uh, to see what nerves look like. And, and yeah, pure relief. Even the chip that he hit out of the rough to off, off that nearly went into the water to start with, he took no time over it. it. It clearly looked like you or I when the ball's in a bad spot and I've got a lot of nerves and I know I'm going to be nervous and I'm going to try and hit this as quickly as I can just so that I can get this over and done with. That's what he looked like. It was just, it was really, really funny. Um, the only other event I really want to talk about and not, not in depth was, um, Lynn Grant won the, the, the Dana open on the LPGA tour this week. Uh, Lynn, Lynn Grant. Lynn Grant is, yeah, she's a superstar. She won the mixed event last year over on the European tour. Uh, she has been, um, what's the best way to describe it. She's not been playing in the States. She, she's anti-vax and, and basically with the rules and regs of playing in the States, you had to be vaccinated up until recently. She's come back and we called it on, on the previous, on the, on the, no, um, no, no, on the My Love of Golf podcast that we've been doing, we talked about it a lot. She was always going to come good, and she has very quickly, and won her first event in the States. The big probably talking point outside of that was Lydia Ko. Um, they had been playing lift, clean, and place throughout the week, and Lydia didn't realize in the final round they weren't and went through the first nine in ten over because she was still lift, cleaning, and placing, which uh, nobody else was, and you can't do that. So, um, yeah, a bit disappointing for, for Lydia. Um yeah, it was a, it was pretty funny to to um see some of the stories coming through on that because you would think it's something that you would pick up as you go through.
1: It'd be interesting to know who should know that. Should the caddy know that going into the round, or does the player's responsibility to know that?
0: Players should know. Um, caddy would definitely would definitely try to make sure. Um, my guess is that that stuff's posted well and truly when you get to the clubhouse, when you get there, and even yeah. when they hand out the T sheets. Um, and the pin positions, you would certainly be told. Then I'll be shocked by some someone in the in there to um to, to to be aware of that because yeah, I think it was just probably a little bit of half asleepness. I mean, I remember when there was an event last year, maybe somewhere in Texas, and they had different tee boxes on one of the events, and Jordan Spieth and someone else teed off from the wrong tee box, heading in the wrong direction, yeah. and yeah. it was just like, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it could have been signed better, but. But you should know that. You
1: were the only ones that did
0: it. <laughs> yeah, no one else had the same problem as you. And uh, yeah. it's not like a, you know, Moonalinks where you've got a thing that says, please aim down the left fairway off this tee box. Um, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Poor Olivia. Yes. Um, the next up, though, is we're going to talk about the um, the Open Championship.
1: Not the British Open.
0: Uh, no. No. <laughs> you can. You can call it that if you like. Uh, well, what do you call it? Is that what you call it normally when you're around France uh, in a safe space?
1: <laughs> I would still call it the British Open. Yep. Uh, I was reading some article on it that it's uh, changed in the last few years to be now known as the Open or the Open Championship. But you'd know more about it than I would.
0: No, yeah, you're right. I de- well, they definitely, they definitely used to be. I'm sure I've seen snippets of coverage somewhere around the world where they've shown and they've called it the British Open. I think for a long time it's been the the Open Championship or the Open. Uh, I call it the Open Championship now just because I get used to it. I do love um our friends from the United States. They get quite upset about it. They think it's hilarious that we call it the, the Open Championship and not the British Open. It's the British Open. It's like, yeah, but the Masters is the Masters. Like, I don't call the Australian Masters the Masters because it'd be a bit weird, you know, if I said, oh, yeah, Robert Allenby won, you know, three ma- three Masters. It's like, well, no, he we didn't, the three Australian Masters because you've got to clarify it. But <laughs> there's one Open. It's the it's the Open. You can call it the British Open if you like. But, yeah, no, some
1: people don't like yeah. that. But people yeah. probably more, a little bit, get a bit more upset about it than I do, that to be fair. Um, no, we're a very sensitive bunch of these days, Michael, but let's not go there. Not we about are. Politics. It's just about golf.
0: No, that's true.
1: Um.
0: So the market for the market. Well, before we even get to the market, the rundown of the course in the week. So, uh, we're at Liverpool this week. It's a um. You know, stock standard British Open course, as trees would call it. I would call it Open Championship course. Um. It looks like the weather's going to be a bit different this week. It doesn't look like it's going to be very windy, as the Scottish was last week. I'm expecting it to be pretty tame for Open Championship. Um historical reference, I guess. Um, but I only expect to rain. So I'm expecting a lot of rain on and off um, when I've had a really, really early looks. And we're recording this on Monday night for clarity for people. Monday night, Melbourne time. Um, tea times aren't out yet. So we will be um, having a look at those down the track. But right now the weather looks like rain on and off, um, wind on and off, nothing nuts, but probably the wet is the biggest problem. Um, if you are investing in this event, um so before we start talking about betting, I should say, um I know we have a lot of gambling agencies out there that always reel off the spiel because they just have to say bet bet responsibly. But I'd truly say bet responsibly. If you're not having fun, take a spell. Just don't don't bet if that's if 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 it's the last money you got in your pocket, go and spend it on something else. Um, uh, maybe a present for me, that's fine. Um but yeah, I would say yeah, always bet responsibly, bet within your means. Just if you're not having fun, don't do it anymore. Um for starters Um, but when you are having a bet in this sort of stuff it really is about being sensible especially in these sorts of events the wind and weather is going to play a key at some point I can't tell you how many times I've looked at these events and handicapped them and then had it all go out the window because of weather change Um, I've probably been betting golf 25 years um, and I'm always really really cautious in particular this week about weather changes Uh, I really don't Don't want to invest too heavily in anything um, until I know a bit more about what the weather's going to look like and in particular, what time people are teeing off. So if I think it's going to be horrendous weather, windy Thursday afternoon, but quite good um, Friday afternoon, well, then I definitely want to bet on a person who's playing Thursday morning, Friday afternoon because they're just going to get that slight leg up. It just makes sense. Um, So taking that into account, everything there, um your market is Rory McElroy's on top. Scotty Sheff, he's at $8 favorite. Uh second favorite. Scotty Shefflet, 9. Rahm, 12. Cam Smith, 15. Kepka 19. Victor Hovland 21. Ricky Fowler, 21. Your boy Tommy Fleetwood, 21. Tyrrell Hatton, 23. Xander Shoffley, 26. Uh, Shane Lowry, 29 would be another popular winner if he'd ca- catch another one. Patrick Cantlay, 29, would not be a popular winner in any way, or shape, or form. Um, and Jordan Spieth, uh, the winner in 2017 at Birkdale when I was last there, which is not far away from Liverpool. uh, They're the ones mm. at the top of the market. Cheese, Any, any? before we get any picks out of you, is there anyone there that you go, oh, yeah, I don't mind that? Or is there anyone else that I haven't mentioned that you go, oh, no, what about that person? What are they paying?
1: No, there's lots of people that you didn't mention, but there's lots of golfers that tee up uh, come the British Open or the Open, as you call it. One yes. part that you mentioned there that uh, no win, and this might make me very unpopular with your guests, but Ooh. the part with last year's Open where our boy Cam Smith won the Aussie, I did find it somewhat boring. It was kind of boring golf, even though he whoa. won.
0: whoa, whoa, whoa the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews, you found boring. Was boring. Correct. <laughs> okay. For
1: a British Open. <laughs> Sorry, and, and that, an Aussie one. Yeah. That's, that's... It should be wreaking havoc. Uh, you know, there should be controversy. <laughs> People can't find their balls. It's going left, right, centre. You want you know, fire at Brimstone? Yeah. I mean, even want... that 18th hole. You know the 18th hole? Like, yeah. Everyone's just hitting it down the middle. No yeah. one's... It, that's that's it an ad. Just,
0: that's an ad for rolling back the ball. Like those guys just bombing driver down to chipping distance. Yeah. That was disappointing.
1: Yeah, it kind of was. So uh, again, I love Cam Smith. I don't really care about what, uh, where he plays his golf. He's a uh, laid back Aussie Bella. Who's the best putter in the world. Uh, a lot of people say, I tend to agree. Uh, but anyway, we digress. You want to know, were there any other names that you didn't mention there? Yeah. Anyone, uh, so anyone you mentioned- exciting you from
0: that list or not on that list no in general yeah is there anyone when you're looking at this week don't give me don't give me a picture but is there anyone you're thinking that's someone I'm paying a lot of attention to
1: Uh, well the guy that's probably in the most form or the best form of last month is Ricky Fowler the guy who's been uh, you know not around for the last four years has suddenly found his niche again and uh, what, he won two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Came second or third the week prior to that? So I think definitely he's playing the best golf uh, and he's one to watch, but he's obviously under 30 bucks, So the bookies are obviously paying attention to him too. So Ricky
0: Fowler, uh, Ricky Fowler's form of late, if any 42nd this week at the Scottish, he won the Rocket Mortgage, which was three weeks ago, as you said. 13th at the Travellers and 5th at the US Open, 9th at the Memorial. That is red hot form coming in. I'm not remotely concerned about his form at the Scottish. Uh, yeah, for a guy playing that well, I never. I mean, it's great to see these guys coming over. Once upon a time, they didn't come over and play the Scottish. They just went straight into the Open and a lot of them got blown out the door. I think it's great that they come and get a handle on it now, but if they don't play exceptionally well, I'm not too concerned. I think my best result in a in an open championship, ever was Morikawa a few years ago, and, and he played horrendously in the Scottish and then just came out and smashed him. So, um, yep, yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't mind, um, young Richard Flower this week. Um, <laughs> the only he's, guy I like- he's, he's had a sixth two, uh, three years ago. So, for a guy who hasn't been playing, you know, top tier golf for a few years, he finished sixth at the Open, yeah, three years ago.
1: Yeah, and getting that win at the Rocket Mortgage because he's obviously been there or thereabouts, just getting that win under your belt. Will do wonders knowing yep. that he can beat that type of field. Yeah. Uh, the other one that you did mention, who I like and who's been probably you know outside of your top three, just the most informed player without actually winning the big ones, is Victor Hobland. Uh, I did see a stat out of everyone playing majors, he's got the the lowest number to par at one stage, and it may have been the last o- uh, Open or major, sorry. Yep. Uh and there's reports he can he's learned how to chip. So if he can chip now, the rest of his game is pretty good, I reckon. And he's got a fairly good temperament. So I think I think uh yeah. I'm not buying
0: that he can chip yet, but he's certainly dealing with it better. Um he has been in good form, not quite as good as Ricky. Uh twenty fifth this week at the Scottish, 29th at the Travelers, nineteenth at the US Open did win the memorial. Um, But his last two starts at the open and his only two starts are a 12th and a fourth. So yeah, Victor stacks right up in the, in the, in the tables.
1: Yeah. 12th and fourth. That's not bad.
0: No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, no, I don't disagree with either of those. I think, um, I think they'd be be very, very popular picks across the board. Um, I run, um, data each week just for the people at home that, that have not listened to this before, but, uh, I run data each week. I pull in stats from, um, from the golfing websites that basically give me information like strokes, gained, tee to green or scrambling, putting off the tee, uh, proximity to flag approach from certain distances. I really just try and get a handle on what I expect the course to pick up that week. And then I drag those in and rank all the players in the field. And then i look at things like how have they played in an open championship before this week? Or if it's at the John Deere Classic, how they played at TPCD run. Um, and then I also have a look at how they've played coming in. So as an example, I won't give you that name. As an example, uh, <laughs> Scotty Scheffler, who I think we all know is a pretty good golfer. Um, Scotty ranks first in strokes cane tee to green, fourth in scrambling, 134th in putting, which is pretty common knowledge now that his putter's not working for him. Uh, 18th in proximity to the hole and 6th in uh, stroke sound approach from 175 to 200 yards. What does that mean? It means nothing. It just means that he just does well in those stats. His last two starts at the Open Championship, he was 21st last year, 8th the year before. Um, and his form coming in, You I mean, outside of wins, you're not getting better than this. 3rd at the Scottish, 4th at the Travellers, third at the US Open and third at the Memorial. I don't remember the last time the guy finished out of a top 10. He is a freak. So when I stack all those things together, uh, I get some numbers and I get some rankings. So that gives me who I want to then overlay, or at least like I said, wait until I see the, the the tea times, the weather, and then really overlay the lot and then pick some players. So this leads me to our next segment. Our next segment each week is going to be called Mike versus the mug. And, and for all intents and purposes, cheese you this week you are the mug so i know you're not really a mug you do know a little bit about golf and you do no 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 so this is going to be a tricky one for me so what's going to happen each week is uh the person on the pod the the rotating chair um that person's going to get three picks i'm going to get three picks and whoever's pick finishes the highest if it's me well i just win bragging rights over cheese um, this week, but if cheese's players beat me, then I'm going to donate $50 to lifeline. Uh, so that'll be happening each week. I'm pretty much putting aside two and a half grand now for lifeline because I feel like I'm going to get done every week, but that's okay. And I should say, I should, have it, said, Michael. I should have said this at the start, you know, when you're talking about betting on golf versus betting on say a horse race, if you look at the, the Melbourne races in the last week and the average field was like 12 or 13 horses. And the betting guy that you get given with the tips in it has four picks, right? That's like me doing the form on the open championship and giving you, you know, 40 or 50 names on who I think can win. (laughs) I'm not going to do that because that's not fun, right? There's nothing in that. The benefit in golf is you'll get better odds than, than a horse race. The downside is there's literally 150 people that can win. And it doesn't matter how well you play if someone plays that smidge better and Scotty Scheffler is a perfect example. The guy is playing flawless golf but all he needs is one guy to play flawless plus 1% better out of, the, out of one out of the bag that week and you get done. And that's the way it works. So don't be, again, gamble responsibly. This is not going to be something where I'm going to pick a winner every week. It just doesn't work that way. But if we can find one once a month, you should be happy. We're going to be trying to find winners at, at a reasonable price. So taking that into account, Cheese, have you got three names for me that you want to put down as your three that you're going to choose?
1: I do, and we haven't discussed what my picks no, were. We so haven't. Was I'm, you.
0: I'm yeah. concerned because if you pick one of mine, then I'm stuffed because I've got to I've got to change.
1: I was going to say, yeah, do you have any backups there? Because I'm guessing I get first go at it. You do. You get you, you can so. have
0: first go. You can have first go. So you can go first. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So the, I mean, the man you mentioned there, Scotty Scheffler, uh, I, I have to go with him uh, for do. all the reasons you mentioned. The guy's the best golfer in the world at the moment. He hasn't won a major yet this year. Uh, usually, the best player in the world should win one of those big tournaments. So, I agree. For me, good, Scotty. good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Uh, number two is the man I mentioned earlier, our boy Victor Hovland who I believe is... Is he from Norway? Where is he from? Norway. doesn't Norwegian. matter.
0: I can tell you where he was. He was my number two pick, so that's all right. Oh, that's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you, you've taken one of You've taken the, the second favourite and my second pick off the board. This is going great. I might as well donate now. And who's your, yeah. <laughs> who's your
1: third pick? And then my third pick, I was uh, tossing up between Ricky Fowler and Cam Smith. And... I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler. Only reason being is I feel like winning back to back British Opens or Open Championships is quite hard to do. I can't remember the last time anyone's actually done it. No, so. I, don't, I don't know if anyone's ever done it. No, it's a it's a very good, it's a very good point.
0: Um they have very good picks. I was nearly gonna tell you you can have Cam Smith as well, but I'm not, because I know how that'll work out for me. Um so Good picks. Um, I definitely had Victor Hovland in my three. He was my number two pick. My number one pick is the forgotten man. Do you know who I'm talking about when I say the forgotten man?
1: Uh, is it John Rahm who hasn't played in the last few weeks? It's John Rahm.
0: So John Rahm for me stacks up on top. He's third in strokes gain, tee to green. Scrambling's the one where he's a little bit, you know, middle of the road, which is fine. Um, especially if he hits every green 23rd in parting, strokes gain off the T 17th proximity 11th and first in strokes gain approach from 175 to 200 yards. He finished third here two years ago, 11th the year before that he finished hasn't played since he, sorry, he, he missed a cut at the travelers and he finished 10th at the U S open and 16th at the Memorial. Um, we know he doesn't mind playing in Europe. I've got absolutely no doubt that nineteen, uh, sorry, fifteen dollars on John Rahm is an exceptional price. Let me just double check. Fifteen dollars, bet three six five has him at twelves, but yep, in Australia, um, well, about an hour ago, sports bet had him up at fifteen. So, that is nuts versus uh, Scotty. I mean, Scotty Scheffler and, and, and Rory are playing great golf, but
1: that's crazy, a crazy price. Well, yeah. not a crazy price, but it's it's much better value. It's it's overs. So yeah, you did say bet responsibly and. Yeah. Definitely yeah. bet responsibly, which means if you find an extra five ten dollars, put it on Ram at that price. No, nah, that's it. And
0: look, I look at it like this, right? You've got Rory McIlroy. Um, I think Rory and John Ram have got just as much chance as each other to win. Uh, one's paying eight dollars. One's paying fifteen on sports bet today. So I know which one I'd have my dollar on. Um, so Rory, I'll break the news to you now, isn't my pick? Isn't in my picks for the same reason you didn't pick Cam Smith. I just don't see him going back to back Scottish into um, Open Championship. I just don't don't see that as happening. Uh, Victor was going to be my bet. The person who finishes third on my on my data is Scott Scheffler, So thank you so much, cheese for picking him as well. Um, I might go a little bit out of the box here and just mix it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to do Come this roll. on the going to do this on the fly. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw this bloke in, and I don't know why. Um, He's your boy, and that's Tommy Fleetwood.
1: Tommy Fleetwood's going to
0: go into my picks. Um, He's around $20. I'd probably want a little bit more than that on Tommy. I'd probably be hunting on Betfair for something a bit better than that. Uh, But fourth last year, second two years ago, 12 years before that, he's clearly not scared to win it. You'd think he'd want it more than anything else three of his last four starts on the PGA tour. Oh, sorry. Yeah. On the PGA tour, including the U S open have been top six. Can't, can't knock that. form, And he stacks up in my data at number 13. Um, So yeah, I'll pick him. The guys that are sitting above that, I really, I look at them all and I look at them like, there's a reason against all of you. So, can't lay you. Never close. will never closes. Rory won last week. Justin Rose, eh, Ricky Fowler, maybe? Finau's not playing great. Hideki, I'm just still never confident about his injury. Colin Morikawa does not play well in the breeze. It's not going to be breezy. Does that help him? I don't know. Um, just to give you a a fighter's chance, uh, maybe I'll pick someone else completely randomly out of the box and go with. I'm okay, going to go have with four picks. No, I'm going with three picks: Ram, Fleetwood, and who's my third? This will be Didn't my third. You mention... pick. I mentioned everyone. No, I, you... I haven't picked them. Oh, okay. No, I haven't picked them yet because I, I had written down Ram, Hobland, and Sheffler, so that wasn't going to help me. Um, I'm going to give you a really, really, really good chance, and I'm going to go with Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim's not massive winning. odds. No, you can change change your pick. He's not winning. No, no I'll have it. In the worst case scenario, Ram wins, and I still keep my 50 bucks in my pocket, so that's fine um i'm fine with that so that's mike versus the mug even though you're not a mug they're my three so i'm going to have ram fleetwood and siwu versus sheffler hovland and fowler i feel like you've got a better set of cards but you know i just need to get one of them better than your three and i'm, I'm going to be in the right place so that that would be that would be perfect mm-hmm. um have you had a, had any looks at any other markets or anything else that you've sort of been excited about
1: uh within the open championship or just golf in general. Oh, anything you've
0: seen? Otherwise, yeah, I mean, look, I think the main ones that I was kind of looking at were um things like who will be the top Aussie and or top live player and other things, things of those nature.
1: Uh no, I haven't. So, I know in the past I've got a friend who's big on exotics. So, it yes. feels like he can get the edge of the bookies when they yes. offer up exotics. So, there was one exotic uh, at Augusta, just for your uh, listeners' uh, knowledge. The, I think it was 11, 12, and 13. Is it? Which one's whole? Or 10, 11, 12? No, it's 10, 11, no. 12.
0: Amen uh, I corners 11, 12,
1: 13. Yeah. 11, 12, 13. Yes. Yeah. So it was part basically thirty all the holes. Yes. Uh, yep. So birdie all the, all three in a row. And it was like $51 or $81. He said, that's, that's just overs. Just, you think of all those plays in the, all the world, the best plays in the world. Uh, and and someone did it. it. Like Don't Caleb tell me there. somebody did it. How Tong Lee did it. Yeah, how Tong Lee did it. Of course he did. Year. Of course he did. Yeah, in the last yeah. ten years. So. How Tong Lee is a sort of player that would do it. that.
0: He would do that because. And no one else. Then you go shoot a nine. Yeah. Then you go shoot a nine on sixteen. That's a that's a um that's a really good yeah to birdie through amen corner. That's a, that's a great
1: result. Um, yeah. No, no. So, have you got one? Have you got any of those yet? No, not yet. No, no. I think no. it's a bit too early, isn't it? Nothing's dropped up at this stage. That's true.
0: Yeah. No, the ones that have come up, they're top live golfer. Um, obviously, I'll give you the quick name so you get them in your head. Cam Smith, Deshambo, Usti, Mickelson, Anser, Bland, Peters, Neiman, Gooch, Kepka, DJ, Reed, Grace, Stenson, and Schwartzel. Um, Cam Smith is a red-hot favorite at $3.60. Absolutely no doubt. Um, you know, one of the benefits of one of the benefits of playing live golf is he didn't have to do anything this week outside of turn up at Liverpool and practice. So that doesn't go against him. Um, I, I probably wouldn't take him. I mean, I, I think he'll probably be the low the low player. But when you look at those odds, I mean, I would much prefer to have. I mean, Abraham is not playing great golf, but he's playing playing on live tour, so it's hard to line up. He's paying thirty six dollars to be the top live player. I, wow. I'd, I'd I'd bet him or Reid at eleven dollars before I bet cam smith at
1: $3.60 who's i'm guessing brooks his second favorite yeah $4.20 brooks Hmm. Uh, i didn't hear say taylor gooch he didn't he didn't make it
0: taylor gooch is there yeah he got got into this one so he's $11 as well Well, same as because he's probably been the most informed live player on that he has he's won three times he's won three times on the tour it's just really hard and and this isn't a knock on leave um it's just when we when we do talk about live down the line it's going to be tough to give anyone tips on what they should bet just because there's just no way to line it up i mean you've got guys that the guys that you're just not sure who's playing to win and who's not playing to win and, and then you got half the field that are probably not as high a caliber as the top end of the field and they're playing courses you've never seen so you don't know whether it's a course that suits them, what doesn't suit them, there's just not enough data there for me to go, Yep, yeah, I like that. I mean, if you, if you say, I like Cameron Smith because they're playing in Adelaide, cool, that makes sense to me. Did he win? Not, but I, I, I can't until until they play more events at the same events, it's at the same tournaments, um, venues, it's very, very hard to line them up. It's hard. Yep. I mean, some, somewhere, I think they got their final this year at Dural. So, Dural, we've got enough data on to know what works there. We don't have data on in-depth skill set data on what the guys are playing at now, but you could probably draw in their, you know, PJ tour data historical and, and, and get a rough idea of who's going to go well there.
1: Yep. Um, yep. Now I had to pick someone, Mike, I'd be going with Brooks. He just, yep. he steps up in the majors, doesn't he? He does, he does. He certainly, um, yeah, finds something
0: special for majors. Um, for the Aussie listeners, cheese, who would be top Aussie? We've got Cam Smith at the favorite at 220 again. Minwoo Lee, five dollars, Adam Scott six, J Day, six fifty. Lucas Herbert, nine fifty, David Mikaluzzi 26. Travis Smith, 36, Connor McKinney, 46, Hayden Barron 46, and Harrison Crow, uh, the am 46. Nice. Now Harrison, do love my boy who last his last footage of playing in this part of the world was hitting a a golf ball uh, from the pub over onto the san andrews 18th grade yes i saw that that's him is it that's him and he's playing he's playing in this year <laughs> <laughs> aussies aussies yeah, we just awesome. get we get the job done
1: yeah no that was awesome. that footage was awesome the uh david michaluzzi is my boy i do love yes. david michaluzzi yes he's a Proven winner here in Oz. Obviously, over there it's a different story. I'd love him to go well. Uh, Minro Lee's probably been getting the most airtime out of all the oddsies in yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, he'd be my pick at
0: five dollars second favourite. Um, I actually wouldn't be shocked to see him finish right up the point in this week. Um, yeah, you know, I think I backed him for the Scottish Open three years ago and he won, paid two hundred and fifty. So. He, he, he knows this part of the world, um, plays well. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the conditions frighten him in any way, shape, or form. He wasn't miles out of it on the weekend. Um, just couldn't make a putt on Sunday. A,
1: he comes across as a very confident person, a very confident golfer. Yeah, I don't know him from a bar of soap, but he just comes across as very confident. Yeah,
0: that's it. No, I'm, he's easily my top favorite Aussie golfer at the moment going around.
1: Yeah, Sorry, go. No, no, I, so he's, he was my pick. I'd go him pick, ahead no. of uh, anybody else. We'll stick with him. It was top Aussie.
0: Yep. Um. So what we'll do, um, we'll wrap it up, but one thing I will note, if anyone has listened this far, um, We I will be putting out a weekly email. If you do want to get on that email, um, please email us at 3puttpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, 3 putpodcast all one word. Uh, effectively, what I'll try and email each week will be a sheet of the breakdown of who I like, why I like. Um, I'll also try and add in some things, some head to heads. When you get closer to the start time, obviously we've done this early, the podcast early. Things like head to heads, if they've got a, you know, I don't know, Ricky Fowler versus Victor Hovland bet. And I see that I a tournament bet and I like Victor because he's sitting on the right side. And I might give you some uh late late picks there that might help people if they like betting that sort of stuff. For me, I'm a person that likes betting the wins, so I'm really only worried about betting guys that are, you know, 20s to 250s. Uh, I'm not necessarily chasing the guys that are uh, in those head-to-heads, but I do like rolling them up into a multi or a parlay if you're in the States, um, which I don't mind doing, especially in round one. Guys that tend to, say, play well in round one, I might pick three of those in their groups and multi it up to play nine bucks that that sort of stuff i think is quite interesting so i will post those out in a weekly email um with a real quick breakdown so if you are keen give me uh give us a shout um that's it cheese thank you so much for joining in episode one hopefully someone listens to this one day and asks for a tip and uh hopefully well hopefully part of me says i hope you do win and I put some money into the lifeline a good charity but um yeah if i don't and i win that's fine too
1: cheers mark no i appreciate uh, you having me on and privileged to be the first guest hopefully one of many episodes for yourself uh if and hopefully a few people do listen to it uh i know i'll get a recording of you and i'll share with my daughters at least they will oh that'll that'll help them sleep that'll be good um but no thanks for coming on mate (laughs) And,
0: and uh yeah we'll definitely put you in the rotation it's going to be like the uh the open championship road or a bit of a rotating chair um, just to get a bit more, get a bit more people's updates on on what they like, and I'll be definitely getting some people in that never bet on, never even think to bet on golf, and just getting their picks because I really want to get a bit of a feel for people that bet. I bet on data, so I'm very data driven. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm relying on, a lot of tools. A lot of people just like betting with their gut, so it'd be really good to see um, how we go against both. But thank you um, for listening, and yeah, see you next week.